Butterfly Tales, a story podcast with Emily and Leo. Hello! And each episode, we will tell you a story from around the world and give you a fun activity to do at home. So, this is the last episode of season one, Leo. Oh! Oh, I know. Yes, we're taking a break for the summer, but we will be back for season two. And we've got a little treat for our listeners this week. We have Leo telling his own story. Is that right, Leo? Yeah. And we also have a guest teller. Woohoo! But we'll get to that in a minute as I think we've got some shout-outs for you this week. Are you ready, Leo? Who's first? Well, firstly, we have Eve, a.k.a. Meatball, and Marnie, who've been listening every week. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Next, we have Jakey and Dylan in Brighton. Hi, Jakey. Hi, Hi Jakey. Hi, Dylan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Also, we have Sophia and Eugenie, who are moving to Paris. <gasps> Paris. Safe bon trip, voyage. guys. Safe trip. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. And finally, a big shout out to all of our listeners for subscribing, downloading and listening to the stories in our first season. And remember, they will be there all summer, so you can listen to them whenever you like. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Brilliant, Leo. So I think it might be time to introduce our special guest, Ella. Hi. Welcome to the podcast, Ella. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Brilliant. So, Ella, have you been listening to the podcast? Yes. I've listened to every single one of them and even left a review. Awesome! What's been your favourite story so far? My one would be Mama Draga. Oh, that's a really good one. For me, it's the best one. Now, you're going to tell us your own story, aren't you? Yeah. What made you come up with this story? I was just wanting to make one for, like, the holidays and wanting to share it with my friends but when you guys asked me I was like sure and then I worked really hard on it so all it really is is just a myth and I changed up to make it my own story. Well Ella we cannot wait to hear your story are you ready to tell it? Yeah! Here we go. is called Thea and the Terror Serpent. A long time ago, there was an island called Skull. On that island, there lived a maleficent queen called Mahimi. There too lived a horrifying beast called the Terror Serpent. <gasps> it had a long, blue, slithery body. On each side of its body, there was giant red and yellow wings, like an eagle. On the tips of its wings, there were purple zigzaggy lines. It also had the greenest piercing eyes. The beast lived in the centre of a maze, and this maze was in the centre of a giant pyramid. Wow! Queen Rahimi had long held a grudge against the Toan people because they had killed her son 
out of jealousy for winning loads of the towing games. This made Mahimi furious, so she demanded that every four years, 18 towing people be sent to the pyramid to be devoured by the terror serpent. Four years had passed and it was time to send another 18 towing people to Skull. This time... There was a little twist. Thea, the daughter of the king of the Toan people, wanted to be one of the 18 to go to Skull. Thea was beautiful and courageous. When her father, Pakatoa, heard this, he pleaded with his daughter, No, no, this quest is far too dangerous. But Thea just didn't listen to her father's pleads. She thought she would be victorious. I will be triumphant. And to prove this, I will shoot fireworks out of our cannons on our return. Finally, it was time for the 18 Toan people to make the journey. It was a long, rough and tough journey. Eventually, they arrived at Skull, where they were met with Queen Mahimi and her son, Yuyo. Instantly, Mahimi recognised Thea and said, What are you doing here, the daughter of a man I despise? I am here to defeat the terror serpent for what it has done to my people replied Thea. Yuyo immediately fell in love with Thea because of her courage and promised himself that he would help her on her quest. That night Yuyo crept silently into the attic where Thea was being kept and whispered, Thea, I am Yuyo. I want to help you defeat the terror serpent. Take the secret potion and golden ball of thread. So what do I do with it? said Thea. Just let me explain. So you've got to tie the end of it to the entrance. Then unravel it as you go through the maze, said Yuyo. Oh, that's what it's for. But what do I do with this potion? said Thea. So, when the beast charges at you and opens its mouth, you must splash it in its mouth. It will instantly disintegrate. Initially, Thea was suspicious of Yuyo, then realised that he had a kind heart and promised to marry him. The next day... Thea did as she was told. She tied the end of the thread to the entrance of the maze and unravelled it as she traversed into the unknown. She felt her way around the dark and eerie maze. Suddenly, she heard the hissing of the terror serpent. She began to feel 
drips of sweat dripping really fast down her face. All of a sudden, the great beast appeared out of nowhere. It pounced on Thea, but she managed to sense it and dodged it. This made the beast furious. So it opened up its wings and only then did she realise that there was an eye on each wing that she could only see because they were glow-in-the-dark. The moment had finally arrived for her to splash the potion in the monster's mouth. It roared and started to charge and only then did Thea throw the potion on its face. Immediately, the terror serpent disintegrated into a pile of dust. Exhausted but delighted, Thea threw the ball of thread onto the ground and followed it back to the entrance. Then she grabbed Yuyo's hand and ordered the rest to go to the boat and left Skull for ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Days later, they were feeling a little seasick, so they stopped on an island, and this is when Thea also fell in love with Yuyo. They started their journey home. But they didn't forget to shoot fireworks. On their return, there were cries of joy when they were met and lots of hugs. The end. Wow, Ella, that story was fantastic. That was brilliant. Thank you, you two. What was your favourite part, Leo? I like how she defeated the monster, throwing the potion in its mouth. Now, Leo, I heard that you've got a little story to tell too. I certainly do. What's it called? It's called The Sweet Job at the End of the World. Sounds so cool. The Sweet Shop at the End of the World. By Leo. There is a world far from our earth. Legend says that if you go there, you can't get back. But this is a tale of how a boy, a man, does get back. Once, a very long time ago, there was a man walking down the street. He had just come home from work and he wanted some sweets. He went through the door of the sweet shop and he said some chocolate digestives please the really big ones but then he realized he wasn't in his own world he was back on the street but not the street he knew he looked above the road and saw cars without wheels hovering in the air <gasps> he saw robots walking down the street some skidding along on wheels, some walking on two legs and some walking on five legs. 
Dun, dun, dun. He ran down the road, dodging the robotic police's lasers while ducking under flying cars and flying bicycles. He asked everybody he saw, I'm a human, how can I get back to Earth? I have children! But they said, I'm sorry, son, but you're not going home. I'm sorry. Suddenly, he saw a house that looked different. Inside was an old, old robot. <laughs> oh, um, miss, I'm a human. How can I get home? And then the robot said, Oh, you need to go on a long journey. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't have time for long journeys. Oh, oh, then go and see my sister over there. Oh, that seems easy enough. So he walks over to the other house. And then inside was another very old robot. <laughs> How can I get home? I'm a human. I have children. Oh, ah, you need to go on a very long journey. I said I don't have time for very long journeys. Got it? Oh, um, then go to one of the doors at the police station and you will be home. I'm sorry, I don't know which one, but you better be quick. The robotic police don't like humans in this land. And then the robot fell into a deep robotic sleep snore 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 he ran out of the door and into the police station he opened the door ran in and he was still in the robotic world he tried every door dodging more policemen but every door just led into the same police station then he saw Stairs into a dark cellar. He walked cautiously down the stairs. <laughs> Saw a broken down, rotten door which said, Come in, everything's fine. <laughs> so it opened the door and he ran in, expecting to see some human heads. Bones! Instead, he ran straight into a shelf stocked up with sweets. Wait, what? He was back in the sweet shop. Yay! Um, what would you like today, sir? Said a human, nice old lady at the counter. Um, some chocolate digestives. Uh, the, the really big ones. Oh, I'm sorry, we're fresh out of those. Oh, for goodness sake, just give me sweets. Yeah, you can have some bootlaces. Thanks. He took the bootlaces and went out of the door. When he got to his home, he opened his front door and saw his kids waiting for him. You'll never guess what happened, he said. Just hand over the sweets, Dad, said the kids. The end for now. Absolutely epic, Leo. What was your favourite bit, Ella? My favourite bit was when the kids said, Oh, come on, Dad, just hand over the sweets. <laughs> yeah, I like that bit too.
you guys were absolutely fantastic. What a pleasure to listen to. Ella, I loved your pace and your expression and the way the story unraveled like that golden ball of thread. I think maybe you were quite influenced by the story of the Minotaur or the Minotaur. Yes, that was the old myth that I turned into my own story. Well, I absolutely loved your version. Thank you for sharing it. And Leo, the sweet shop at the end of the world. That was zany. It was crazy. It was so funny. But I really like the way that you brought it all the way back to the beginning with the, what was it, chocolate digestives, really big ones. Yeah. They sound amazing. Really full of energy and action. Thank you so much, you two. Anytime. Yeah. Now, usually every episode after I tell the story, we have an activity for the listeners to do at home. But this week, because it's the end of the season, we're going to do another story. What's your story, Emily? Well, this story is based on an old Swedish folktale about wasting wishes. I actually wrote this story a few years ago, so it's really nice to revisit it and tell it to you guys now. Are you ready? Yeah! Let's go. The Silly Old Woman and the Sausage there once was an old woman, daft as can be, who lived with her husband down by the sea. One day, all alone by the fire nook, she sat sewing and stitching and reading her book, when from outside the door there came a knock-knock, and in swept a grand lady in a beautiful frock. I wonder who that could be. Yeah. If you would be so kind, the fine lady did say, to lend me your frying pan just for today, I've a great feast to cook for so many, you see. My daughter is marrying her husband-to-be. The old woman gave her the pan with a smile, for it's good to help people out once in a while. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. The lady said thank you and went on her way but returned it to her the very next day. For your kindness, my dear old woman, said she, I shall grant you the gift of wishes. Three! But be careful what you wish for today. Be wise. Don't throw your wishes away. I reckon she might even be a fairy. Definitely. She vanished like mist. Whoosh! Poof! Wishes, the old woman said. But what should she wish for? She scratched her head. Then a grumbling, groaning noise came from her tummy. Oh, no! she cried. I'll wish for something so yummy. A sausage! A sausage! How juicy the meat! A huge, tasty sausage to eat as a treat! Ooh. I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, sheesh. Doesn't she even have a shop nearby or something? Be careful what you wish for today. Be wise. Don't throw your wishes away. With a flash, flash, a bang, bang, a whiz, whiz, a zoom, zoom, 
Sparks and smoke encircled the room, then whirled and sucked down at a dizzying rate. And a beautiful sausage appeared on a plate. That looks yummy. Her old mouth it watered. She licked her lips too. <laughs> then her husband burst in. What's this hullabaloo? And she told him of the lady so strange. Oh, husband, our lives are certain to change. She gave us three wishes. And look, here's the first. Have you ever seen a finer bratwurst? What's a bratwurst? I think it's a German kind of sausage. Oh. The husband was livid. You silly old goat! Why not wish for a castle and moat, treasure-filled chest or swimming pool full of jelly and chocolate? Oh, you brainless old fool! And as he thought of more things, his temper, it rose. Oh, I wish that sausage was stuck on your nose! <gasps> Be careful what you wish for today. Be wise. Don't throw your wishes away. The sausage, it tremored, it wiggled and span, and it chased the old woman, and she ran and she ran, but the sausage was quicker, and it made a dash, and it lunged at her nose, and was stuck in a flash. Sausage nose, sausage nose. She pulled it. And heaved it. The husband did too. But the sausage stayed stuck to her face like glue. Like super glue. This is so embarrassing. The woman wailed like a baby born new. Oh, husband, the, the sausage. What am I to do? I can't leave the house with this stuck on my face. How can I go from place to place? Everybody will laugh everywhere that I goes when they see this stupid sausage that's lodged on me nose. Well, the husband, he thought, for they'd how many wishes left? One. One wish remaining. And he looked at his silly old wife complaining. And he thought about racing cars, plasma TVs, his own private island in the sunny Maldives. Oh, but what is the point of hot sunny weather if you can't spend time and be happy together? So he took his wife's hands. And he gave her a kiss and he said, Oh, my dearest, pray listen to this. I wish for, oh dear, I, I wish for, I suppose, look, I wish for the sausage to be gone from your nose. Be careful what you wish for today. Be wise. Don't throw your wishes away. Gone. It was. Gone it is. And they still live together. And they're wiser and happier, whatever the weather. But be careful what you wish for today. Be wise. Don't throw your wishes away. That was hilarious. Yeah, I like the bit 
when she went, Oh, a sausage! Oh, I love sausages! <laughs> and then it ended up on her nose. My um, favourite bit was when the sausage was stuck on her nose. I know, and she's pulling it, and her husband's pulling it, and they and can't get it off. And she's wailing like a baby. Wailing like a baby. Here, listen, Leo, if you had wishes, three wishes, what would you wish for? Eternal happiness. Oh, isn't that lovely? Ella, what would you wish for? My number one wish would be for a million more wishes. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. I don't think that would... I don't, you're allowed to do that, are you? It's against the wishing rules. Well, it is a wish. True. And that, guys, is our last story of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ella, for being our special guest today. My pleasure. Yes, thank you, Ella. It's been an absolute joy to hear your story and your story, Leo, as well. Really special. And if the listeners have enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a literal view. I'll perhaps make a little donation towards the making of season two. And thank you. You have been listening to Dragonfly Tales with Emily, Leo and Ella. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another story soon. But until then... School's out for summer. Summer, summer, summer. <laughs> and we'll be back in September with lots more stories. Bye! Dragonfly Tales podcast is brought to you by Tales from the Dragonfly. Come and follow our Facebook page, Tales from the Dragonfly. Find us on Instagram at mdragontales and on Twitter at Tales from the DR1. <laughs>